welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, and it's uh, finally sunny and bright here in New Jersey. It's been raining. I think the coronavirus and the weather simultaneously uh, hit us. So it's nice to see us a sunny day today. As normal, where I would have uh, Dale Dempsey, my trusted COO, on with me, he's doing some studying for some exams. And so I thought, what a great time to have someone that I have known and have been able to uh, help move their practice and uh, really enjoy talking to Joe Lyons from Mooney and Lyons. How you doing, Joe? Good. Thanks for having me. I've known Joe and and his team and his company for, uh, I, I guess, probably over a year and a half now, something like that, probably pushing two years. And they have a real, real strong business. And I asked him to be on the show today because it's advisor talks. And so we're going to talk about what's going on. And some things that I've noticed that they were doing sort of before they, they moved to their new firm and then after they moved to the new firm. And I thought that was really relevant because I was really impressed with what they've been doing and changes that they've made, how they're communicating with their clients, how they're using technology. And then we'll get into some of the things that you're dealing with just on a day-to-day basis with this new environment. So, so Joe, before we sort of get into that, maybe give the audience a little bit of a background of, of you and your, com- and your firm. And then we'll go from there. Oh, thanks. So I've actually been very blessed that my business partner I've known since I was about five years old. So we had that immense trust factor there, uh, which was amazing. So when I graduated college, he recruited me into the, the financial world. Fast forward 20 some odd years, we've got a staff of 13, four advisors, a junior advisor. We kind of broke our company up into the advisor team, the planning team, and the operations team. And we've kind of been going forward from there. So, and so, talk a little bit about when we first started talking. You were at you were at LPL. There was some. We don't need to get into sort of the rationale and leaving and stuff. But you moved to a firm called Triad Advisors, and and on the high, on a hybrid uh, hybrid side. What I thought was interesting is that you're you're doing things today that you weren't doing before. Right. So maybe talk to me a little bit about how the transition went and what what are the things that you've you've implemented now that you're at at a new firm that you weren't doing before. And as an example, and I talk about you, I reference you more than a few times during the course of a week when we talk about technology. And so maybe talk a little bit about how you're using technology differently today than you were, we'll call it six months ago. Thanks. I actually have to give you a lot of the credit because when we first engaged with you, by the way, I, I, didn't, I didn't pay him for that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> well, when we first engaged with you, you sat us down and kind of said, hey, when we get through this journey, what do you want to look like five years, 10 years, 15 years from now? How do you want to see your firm and what do you guys really want to do? So we took that delight as you took us through the journey. I think it was about a year long process or I can't remember. It seemed like forever <laughs> through that process, but we got you know a lot of coaching and consulting through you, which was great. Uh, so we actually when we transitioned over, we were already starting to implement the things that we talked about over the last year or so. And when the coronavirus hit, obviously we just turned up the dial. And one of the main questions I think you, you posed to us, and 
correct me if I mess it up, but it was something to the fact of when we get through this journey, how do we want it to come out? How do you want it to come out better for your clients? How do you want it to come out better for your organization? You know, after we get through here. And we right. took that question and kind of capitalized on it. And that's kind of the, our focus going forward. When we go into something, how do we want to make it better for our organization? And how do we want to make it better for our client? Can you give us a couple of examples of that? Yeah. So one of the things that we saw early on when this stuff started to happen, we went back to old school and said, hey, let's just get on the phones with people and just start dialing was the first, our first reaction. But then we noticed that was very time consuming. So the next question was, how do we still let our clients know that we're here, but on a much bigger scale? So how do we reach 100, 200 clients in an hour as opposed to you know, one client per phone call? So we started to dial up the podcast. We went from, I think it was one a month plan to we, I think we put out six or seven relatively quickly. We immediately moved to Friday calls with Mooney Lions, where we brought in fund managers to doctors. I think we did like five or six of them. So we tried to really let the clients know we're here for you. If you have questions, you know, let, reach out to us. We're very visible. We're here. We're not going anywhere. We're going to get through this together. I saw your podcast because I went on your new website. So, you know, for the folks that don't know this, I'm pretty direct when I work with a client. And one of the first things I do is I go to the website. And if they have a really, well, yours was pretty good. But but the point is, is that. Uh, I think that the, your website is a, is a central point of contact where you need to drive all of your clients. And so I was sort of checking up on my client after they left and said, okay, let's see if you've implemented the things that we talked about. And, and, and their website looked really good. And then I'm like, oh, wow, there's their podcast. And I think it's relevant for the audience to understand that Keith, who's, who's Joe's partner, well, and you were doing it too, Joe, but you were the sort of the radio guy in the past. Nowadays, I mean, the radio is basically podcast. So that's where the... It wasn't like some genius idea I came up with. I'm like, well, if you're already doing a radio show, you're already comfortable talking on a mic, just start recording it and do it as a podcast. So I was happy to see the guy, you guys doing that. But tell me a little bit about the topics that you're talking about specifically on the podcast. Like how are you, you, you using that to get that out to clients just in general? So the podcast is called Invest for Success. We originally came up with a year-long game plan for the podcast. And you're right, you challenged us to do additional things and kind of think outside the box and push us forward, which was awesome. So thank you for that. But we originally had a 12-month plan, a game plan of what the topics we were going to do. So we had two of them that were already starting to be in production. But as soon as this hit, we realized that there was a lot of data that needed to go out faster. So when the CARES Act came out, we jumped on the CARES Act and, and split it up to two parts, the consumer part, the business part. Then we started, to, when we did the Mooney Lions talks on Friday, we started recording those so that we could replay them as a podcast and continue to get additional content that way. So it kind of uh, migrated to what's the topic at hand? What are people concerned about right now? And we tried to just jump on and get a podcast out when we thought that the data that people wanted to see are here. Awesome. So what people should understand is that they also have a part as part of their practice, and it's a, it's a multi-million dollar practice. They also have a very large accounting practice sort of built in and tucked in. So it creates a lot of clients, a lot of business owners. Um, and so I think the talking about the CARES Act and stuff like that was really important. Some people might say, well, my clients don't, you know, they're older clients. They're not, this is the technology. They, they bring up the technology thing, right? I'm just curious, how have your older clients, people that you maybe thought, were there any that you thought, man, you know, Bill, he's never going to listen to this thing. He's just not into that. Like how's the response been from your clients 
that's a great question. Very great. We did have to switch. So I think one of your questions earlier, like when you emailed me, was some of the, the challenge that we had. We yeah. switched from different technology vendors for that purpose alone because we realized some clients would not be able to log in through the computer. So we wanted to make sure that there was a phone option so that they could just dial in. And we had several people join, the, like uh, we, we actually moved to Zoom. We had several people join Zoom through video, but we also had an equal number just dialing in. And it was kind of funny that some of the clients couldn't figure out how to turn off the camera feature of the Zoom. So we had some very interesting <laughs> Zoom meetings with, uh, with uh, professionals. So it was, it, was, it was fun. It was a learning experience. I think Saturday Night Live did a skit like that where one person didn't know what they were doing and she was like in the bathroom and they're like, turn off your video. Yeah. yeah no, I was calling people, Hey, you cameras on, make sure you turn it off. So. That's funny. That's funny. That's awesome. So maybe let's talk a little bit about, as you, we talk about the cares act and coronavirus and all that stuff. Tell me a little bit about as a, as a business owner, how have you handled what happened? Right? So we're, we're in New Jersey. So every, every state's been a little bit different, but on the on the business side of it, how did you handle this transition from from your you know your team right? Because you have a beautiful office. I was there a couple of times. Really really impressive office. From from that to having to have to work at home. So how did you create that continuity to keep to keep things going? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, I'm going to give you some credit here again because remember you're like, <laughs> what do you want to look like? And one of our strategies when we when we originally engaged with you is we wanted to have a a multi-office company, so where we had uh, you know different locations, um, so we were already setting up that in the backgrounds, you know, through the challenges that you gave us. So working remote for us was really easy. It was a really easy transition because we were already doing meetings, go to meeting. Uh, we switched to Zoom. Our phone systems, we could literally plug it in anywhere. So we were you know kind of ahead of that curve. We just turned up the volume a little bit. We did rethink the processes throughout the time frame. So instead of physically having to be in an office, we could do virtual meetings like this, which I think reduced the amount of time because as you know, you get into an office meeting, you know, you probably have five, 10 minutes of everybody settling down, getting in there, you know, just all the different rigor and moral uh, versus a Zoom meeting, you can jump on, address the issues and jump off. So I think that that greatly helped out. Awesome. For everybody that's listening, the question that I that I ask everybody doesn't matter how much production that you you do, and my team always goes, "Oh my God, he's gonna, he's asking that question again." But it's such a great question. Is that is really what do you want to be when you grow up, and just get you thinking about all that stuff. So well, let me ask you this: Then, what do you think you would have done differently? Were there things where you're like, "Damn, man, we should have done that totally differently. That it, it, it screwed up or it didn't go so well." Like in hindsight, what would you have done differently? That's a great question. I think probably the Friday calls, I think we could have executed them a lot faster. We, we were probably a week to two weeks behind what I thought we should have been. But that was, you know, trying to, to solve the problem of you asked that will the older clients be able to get on the meeting? You know, and they, we didn't feel that they could actually get on a go to meeting. So that's why we had to figure out where can you, where can they dial into? Where can we get a dial in number? And then the amazing part is that obviously when all the stuff hit so fast that none of the companies were really working. So it was hard to hire a new company or to contract with a new company because everybody was trying to do the same thing. Right. So that was one of the bigger challenges that trying to actually get a vendor that we could get a dial in number for. And that took, I think, almost a week 
to just get somebody on the phone. Now, how this works, how can we get this straight up? How do we make sure our clients can dial into it? We want a dedicated line? That was probably one of the most challenging parts I think that we had. So let me go back to, because uh, I think that people probably want to know this because I want to know this. When you talk about these Friday calls, right? You, you, you touched on it for a second. You said uh, vendors and doctors and stuff. Describe what this Friday call is specifically. So what we did is we felt that we took the approach first that we felt that the clients would want to actually hear who's managing their money. So the actual fund managers themselves. So we proactively reached out to a lot of our wholesalers and said, can you get the portfolio managers on the phone? And we just asked. And they, they stepped up to the plate and they actually got a lot of them on the phone. And the, actually the first one we did was kind of interesting because they're from two competing companies and they were on the phone together and I think they did a great job. And I actually was bold enough to ask, uh, there was a doctor that a couple of these companies work with. So I actually asked if we get the doctor on the phone and they actually got the doctor on the phone to talk to our clients too, which was kind of a, you called it. And I remember the wholesaler saying, Nobody's ever asked me that question. What kind of doctor? He was a surgeon and he was a pathologist. So he, and he'd actually written an article on the coronavirus probably, and I think it was in early February. I just happened to read the article and remember his name and remember that this company had contracted him. So I just posed the question, hey, is there any way we can get Dr. Lloyd on the phone? And he's like, I don't know, I'll have to ask. And the wholesaler did a great job of you know, following up and getting back to us. So I was very happy. Last question. And I know we sort of didn't really cover this before, but just came to mind because I think that I'm envisioning the stuff that you're doing really going over really well. And I had this conversation with another client of of ours, uh, of mine yesterday about the business that they're bringing in. Do you find it, and I hope you give me the right answer, otherwise I'm going to start talking about it. Do you find it easier? Have you been finding it easier to ask for more business in this environment or are you sort of not wanting to go down that road? I'm going to say, you know, not the right reason. I think we're actually going to have a record quarter. We already had a record first quarter. I think we're going to have another record quarter. But by being visible and being proactive, we're getting a lot of calls from friends of clients and family members of clients that have not heard from people. They're just looking for a voice or somebody to bounce ideas off of. So, yes, we're finding it very easy to get more business in this environment, assuming that you're proactive, you know, and you're talking to your clients and, you know, being visible out there in the community. That was the answer I was looking for. So I'm proud of you. That's my belief. And I think that um, if you're, if advisors are not being proactive, like, like you, they're going to be losing business to guys like you that are being proactive. I think in this environment, it's easier to ask for business. If you're showing them that uh, you're trying to help your clients and, and I just, you and I, we've both been in business a long time, right? You know that there's certain advisors that don't want to have tough, challenging conversations with their clients, which is the wrong thing to do. And so I, I applaud you guys for doing that. So your website is moonylions.com. I know you're working from home, but you're uh, you're out, you're in South Barrington. So um, what would you say, this will be your, I'll let you, I'll give you your, your opportunity to give an, ele- an elevator pitch. So for, for people that are looking for some guidance and advice, right? So if I'm, if I'm someone that's a, someone doing four or $500,000 and I don't have the staff to do the things that you're doing, why would I want to be part of your group? That's a great question. And actually, to kind of add to that a little bit, we found it kind of amazing because uh, I've been asked to do a lot of peer-to-peer uh, Zoom meetings with um, you know, some of our strategic partners. And I, and I found it amazing that some of the challenges that 
challenges that advisors have going through this process. And I've always said that we're open to help anybody out. You call us up, we'll try to get you through this. This is the best, best industry in the whole entire world. We're trying to set up study groups to help these people out. But to answer your question, you actually were a great coach and mentor through that process of where do you want to be when you grow up? We didn't want to deal with a bunch of stuff, so we outsourced it. So it's kind of same question, having that re- reflection of what do I want to be good at? You know, do I want to be good at back office stuff? Do I want to be good at, you know, sales part? Do I want to be good at the planning part? And then outsource everything else. So we were fortunate enough that years ago that we strategically brought in a CEO that actually runs the business for us. So Keith and I are able to concentrate on the things that we really enjoy. And the same thing as we bring advisors in, the advisors are able to concentrate on the things they enjoy and then outsource everything else. And then if some advisors don't want to be advisors, they kind of just want to be planners or on salary, we actually built a spot for those people as well to plug them in just to really allow people to enjoy what they do for a living and focus on that. And we found that once people do that, the productivity just goes through the roof, you know, because they're doing the things they like doing, enjoy doing, and it's just so much easier to do that type of stuff. So Awesome. Thank you. I got so many, you gave me so many accolades. I really appreciate that. This wasn't really planned. It was one of these things like, Hey Joe, do you want to be on a, you want to be on a call with me in a, in a couple of days? He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, this worked out really well. I, I really appreciate it. I, I knew you'd come with great content because I, I, I just see the stuff that you're doing. And I'm so proud of you guys for, for just executing on those things. Cause a lot of times I help a client and they, they say they want to do certain things and they, and they make the move and they just keep doing the same thing they were always doing. Right. And so like, why well, go through the hassle? And so I, I really appreciate it uh, for my listeners. Thanks for thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Go to iTunes where I think we're we're pushing north of twenty thousand downloads. And so been only doing this for like maybe six months or so, a little over six months. So we really, I really appreciate it. I think we have like sixty sixty or sixty five uh, ratings on iTunes. So we really appreciate that. Uh, most of them are five stars. So. I'm not sure about the one or two stars, but I think I may know who that who those people are. But um, anyway, thanks thanks a lot for listening, and we look forward to our next show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank Larosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com/slash/podcasts.